1: And today we get to Forbes. It's the only time I can actually legally say, look at my chest. How's everybody doing? Uh, If you are listening to this after the fact and it's recorded, you are, oh, I'm going to kind of make that go live. You are in fact watching us the day after election day and we still don't know who the president. Isn't that funny? (laughs) All of that, an entire year of our lives upside down and there's still no decision. (laughs) Makes me crazy. Somebody's just figured this out so we can move on. I can't stand the indecision. And now I'm torn. Do I get excited that 2020 is leaving and 2021 is coming? We did that last year, it didn't end up so good. So I'm going, huh, maybe we just don't wish people a happy new year. Just like new year, hey, yeah, yeah, new year. Yeah, whatever it is, new year. Um, So for me, it has been a fun week. Let's just start there. Let's just chunk it down to a week. Uh, I did something I've not done yet, Miss Angie. First student out of my new trainings, we've been training now for almost three and a half months. Launches have had hundreds of students go through my programs. One of them popped out of Zoom and into my studio and into my living room. And Susan Levin wins that award, yay! And and I hugged her all over the place, completely socially incorrect, loved on that woman. She is uh, dedicated and fun. So Susan, I'm shouting you out and I love that it just, it was like meeting a sister, which I truly believe Uh, And Angie, you know this, having gone through a lot with all of our students, there's a level of closeness and a bond that, certainly during COVID that we were not experiencing. So I'm grateful to that. Uh, And then I invited some guys into my studio, check out VRLU, it's called VRLU. It is virtual and it's crazy. I mean, literally they put a camera in the middle of the room You talk to the camera, you can walk around, but when you put goggles on, you'll be able to see kind of like you could go, there's my ceiling, which is so crazy cool. There's my, that way, that way you can, and you can turn it around. I don't, my son has one of those goggles. And I will tell you if you've ever experienced that, if you've ever stepped into that, it's like, wow. um, It's so, you gotta watch the movie, Real Player One to get in a sense of, we could actually be living in a whole nother world you might never have to go on vacation because you can believe you're on the beach. Uh, I think it's fascinating. So, uh, I did my motivational speaking. I launched a course called The Billionaire mm-hmm. Business Blueprint. You allow your cameras. And you in know. that, I will teach, I teach uh, actually what I call the five star system mm-hmm. and how it's your professionally fit, personally fit, financially fit, spiritually fit, and physically fit. Yeah, I, I don't care how rich you are in the bank, <laughs> if you're not rich as a person, You're not fun to hang out with. You don't love on yourself. That's destructive, right? All right. So we've got some fun guests today. And we always, you know, tend to do this as a panel. I want to first introduce you to a woman who popped into my life. And I'm so glad that we met each other. I think we both helped elevate each other. She's got a crazy dramatic story. And I think the truth is if she and I can do this, anybody can. Angie, Angie, unmute if you would and say
2: Hi. There it is. Found it. You think I know by now. Hi. Hey, how are you, girl? I'm good. Good. You know, surviving these crazy times. I think you're more than surviving. I think you're thriving. I am. I am. I mean, and I hate to say, like, my good fortune is at the expense of others' not good fortune, but that's kind of the business I'm in. When the world is not doing good, my business, being a drug rehab, does really good.
1: Well, you know, that's actually a very funny way to say it because... I can also say that when you've eaten too much and you're overweight and unhappy, that's when my spin gym business just thrives. You're talking January one, everyone's like, I need a spin gym January four. They're like, I'm back to my old habits. I'm like, okay, then I know <laughs> exactly. you on February one. All right, so for everybody, we have a very dedicated, amazing audience, not only here through Voice America, which is a, a wonderful radio platform hurled around the world, but streaming out to my 1.8 million fans on Facebook, who are pretty darn loyal. And they tune in every week on Wednesday at 2 o'clock Eastern to get inspired, get motivated, learn something, and just find out that there's people living different lives than they are. So, Angie, tell us about you.
2: So, I grew up very young. I was exposed to drugs and alcohol through family members at a young age. And at the age of 11, I started drinking, using, smoking, stealing, uh, generally going down a pretty bad path. My mom so being seven a single- years old. 11, yeah, super young, which, um, you know, now seeing 11 years old, it kind of blows my mind how young that is. Um, of course, I thought I was plenty adult at that age. But, uh, you know, I had a very young mom. You don't know that. But my mom was young, and so uh, she had to work two jobs to support us, and it left me on my own and with a lot of free time to do things that weren't the best. Also, growing up in low income housing, uh, I was surrounded by a lot of kids in a similar situation, and our our solution to life was to be bad. And so I started a pretty bad path at that age. Uh, up until that point, I was a straight A student. I was pretty, pretty on track for a great life, but I uh, started taking a pretty bad turn. I was in my first rehab at 16. By the time I was 18, I'd been arrested seven times. And by the time I hit 18, barely graduated from high school somehow, some way. And by the time I was 20, I was facing about 10 years in prison from uh, working at a job and, and uh, crashing a car. And, and I was facing some pretty hard time. And I was very fortunate to have a judge that took some empathy due to his own situation and offered me a way out of drug rehab as opposed to 10 years in prison. And I took that because that was a smart choice. Although I was still very much in denial that I even had a problem, even though there's wreckage through everything I was doing. There I was young, I was... I was very much in denial that someone my age could uh, actually be in that much trouble or have an addiction. And luckily due to his sentencing and having to come back and me staying where I was, I really found my passion and purpose for helping others that were just like me. And 26 years later, I'm the CEO and I have an amazing rehab and we just got voted the number one uh, in excellence in gold award that means our outcome studies by done by an independent person uh, deemed us to be the number one and how well we treat uh, people and I love it I, I'm in the best position I never want to do anything else I can help as many people as I can and there you go I summed it up real fast <laughs> you did it awesome Now remind everybody here how we connected So I originally saw you I was in a woman's summit called p5. And you literally popped in for just like a quick little two seconds. And you said something that just really spoke to me uh, about where you were at in life and how you can have it all. And I thought, I want to be just like Forbes. Like, you know, I'm older. I, I I like all these other women. But there's just something there that really gave me confidence. And so from there, I went into your pitch class. And from there, I went into all your other classes. And here we are today. And I love it. What's one of the biggest takeaways that you've got? Uh, Since the whole
1: lockdown time, I shifted my online, my business, which is a lot of being in person to the online world. I love this. I've always, you know, I've had a radio show, massive international radio show where I interviewed classic rock stars way back when I've always been on TV. And this allows me to talk to people around the world. Literally, I've got a student who's in Peru in the Amazon right now, one in Namibia, one in Austria, one in Australia, a couple in England. You're like, we could have never done all of this and, gotten, and met weekly and gotten things accomplished without this platform. So, like you said, sometimes bad things turn into good things.
2: I that? agree. I mean, I feel like I found so many opportunities via Zoom and just pivoting to make the best of this world that I don't know if I would be or we would be where we're at today, just nine months from where we were, if it wasn't for this. And being able to personally connect with, you know, like a woman like you, like, I don't know. You know, unless I attended one of your 20,000 people like seminars that I would have ever had this kind of personal connection. So I've been working like double time, just trying to make as many connections and do as much as I can and really trying to take advantage of this opportunity, which there's a lot of opportunities right now to make the most of this. I will tell you, yes, because prior to this, you couldn't have connected to me because there's too many
1: people in my way, my agents and managers and people who stop you. Uh, there's still a couple of people I'm trying to get to who have so many stop gaps. It's like, you guys are missing out on great opportunities. So, and that goes out to everybody right now. If you'd sign up to take one of my classes and my first one is $19, you actually get me and I'm doing this not for the money part. I used to charge a whole lot more than this, but because I am making exciting new connections and it's funny, you don't make them when you stand on the stage talking to 5,000 people, you leave. And if people want to go with you, that's cool, but I'm enjoying this to no end. Uh, what's one of the biggest things that you learned? You went through Media Mastery. You learned to pitch like a pro. Give me some feedback because a lot of
2: people out there are still struggling. Well, first of all, I learned how to frame my face. When I first started on uh, with you on Zoom, I was in the shadows and I was dark and I didn't want my light. And you know, I, I, you taught me find your lighting, frame your face. And you, the biggest thing that you gave me was own your story. Like, don't be embarrassed by this. This is an amazing story. I had struggled so much with, you know, am I worthy as a CEO? I don't have these college degrees. How could I possibly compete in this world? Even though I've been doing this 26 years with relatively great success, I still just didn't believe it myself. And you teaching me how to own my story, It's changed my life, like I have practiced my pitch so many times since when you and I first spoke and it's becoming easier, it's becoming part of everything I do and it's uh, helping me be more me, which is genuine and which is what people want, they want the story. They do, we're in a
1: world of real, raw and authentic, we're in a world where we don't judge you, you told your past and maybe in the old days you saying that you'd gone through that was a big oh no no don't tell anybody. But now what you just did was you open a door. There's hundreds of people listening right now who are like, wow, I I relate to that. Or how brave is she to share that? Because I've got secrets in my closet I've never told. And one of the things that we've learned, especially through my breakthrough training, which is a two-day class, if you want to do that, I'll leave that link on my, on my page. But it, it wears on your face. We see you carrying the baggage of your history into every conversation. We're like wow, there's this pretty beautiful blonde woman. Why is she so like, because if you don't get rid of the passion, it actually just comes and haunts your future. And so I I honor you. Now you did something pretty amazing. This is part of your big heart and your generosity. I will tell you that if you're in the sound of my voice, if the law of attraction is real, kind of like gravity, I don't know if it's real, but it seems to work when I do that. So I seem to be attracting people who are supporting other people, helping other people, lifting them up. Uh, December 9th, we are having a party to celebrate that called uh, the Excellies. We're giving out um, the Inner Circle uh, certificates and awards of excellence in whatever area. Everyone is all self-nominated. People are, are reaching out to each other. And you did that. You stepped up and said, well, there's a guy in my training who I would like to pay this forward to. Will you tell me a little bit about him?
2: So we were in training together. This was Sergeant Patrick uh, Pushup. That's what, how we know him. But I was so inspired by his story because I get people to help after all the damage has been done, after they've gone down a bad path, after wreckage has occurred. But I love what Patrick is doing because by his hard work and very selfless work. I mean, this guy travels around, stays in his car. He is the most selfless person that I've met in so long, but he's working with kids and trying to help kids. And if he can do more of what he's doing, then they won't be ending up where I'm at, not that I want to go out of business, but I would love, I love the thought of being able to help kids. We used to be able to help kids. I can't help kids anymore. You know, it's gotta be 18 and up. So I absolutely love what Patrick is doing and anything I can do to support him, support those kids so they don't end up on a bad path. I'm, I'm all about. And with that big drum roll, Mr. Patrick, sir, Patrick, push up, will you please
1: unmute and say hi to everybody? Man, it's been a while.
3: All right, right. How are you doing, Tan? <laughs> how are you feeling
1: today? How are you? Uh, extraordinary. So wonderful to see your bright, shining face. You know, a gentleman was just uh, working out with Josh here in the studio who converted his van. Not a really big van, but it is unbelievable. He did most of the work himself. He's got a full kitchen bed that comes down. He's been living in that. A little more comfortable than a car. And you guys, I think you may need to connect because oh, he's yes. of,
4: uh,
1: It's like fascinating. It's not a big motorhome, but every inch of space is usually... I'll give you the tour. It's on my on my phone. I videotaped it. Yes. I know, right?
3: Yeah. <laughs> you got to be jacked on jacks <laughs> right. right now. <laughs> all right. So, Sergeant Pushup, tell us what you're up to. All right. So, right now, um, and first of all, thank you so much for the opportunity to be on the show. Thank you, Angie. Just all you ladies. Just You're so amazing, and I greatly appreciate this opportunity. Um, right now, Of course, we're all looking at what's going on in the world in the election. But Sergeant Pushup is making sure that the children get the book that talks about Sergeant Pushup talks to the kids about germs. So what I am doing right now is giving that book out to children everywhere. Uh, Boys and girls clubs. If you're going to Chick-fil-A, if you're going to Steak and Shake, if I see you, I'm going to make sure you get a book. If you're coming out of daycare center, I'm going to make sure you get a book. And so that's what I'm doing right now. And this book is all about um, keeping our children safe during the pandemic, making sure they cough the proper way, making sure um, they wash their hands. And if a child is fit, then their parent is fit. If a child is sick, then they pass those germs off to their parents, and then their parents go out shopping and they pass it off to their friends, or they go to wherever they're going to shop, and then we have um, a spread of uh, germs and the coronavirus and any other germs. So. I am taking an offensive approach as if I were back in Iraq. So tell us a little bit about you, my darling. All right, so of course I am a veteran, but the most important thing in my life, you guys are too young to remember this. There was a president by the name of John F. Kennedy and he said, ask not what your country can do for you, but what can you do for your country? And so by me being a veteran, I never went to, hey, well, I served in Iraq. What did you do for America today? So me, I'm doing a million push-ups to help children across America. I've already gotten 330,000 plus meals for children by doing push-ups. I've given away um, thousands of these Sergeant Push-Up Talks to the Kids about germs, even the anti-bullying workbook as well. And what happens with that is, every time someone donates one of those books, I gotta give them 10. So that's what I've been doing. I've been doing a lot of push-ups. Bad shoulder, bad back. Just give me some Gay and alcohol, and I'll keep going and pushing them out. <laughs> so that's what it's about, and meeting great citizens like yourself.
1: All right, so I've got two minutes to my first commercial break. How can people support you and find out more?
3: They can go to my Facebook, Instagram. You can go to sergeantpushup.com and donate a book and tell me what you want put in that book. Or tell me what your company wants to put in that book. Your company gets to have that first page and we'll put something on that book and let them know everything that needs to be known of what you're going to do with this and how this book is going to help the children during this our pandemic and save not one, but several lives because if one child costs, then it spreads to the other, spreads to the parents and so forth and so on. So you, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or sergeantpushup.com.
1: I love it. All about us paying forward, and Angie, I appreciate your support in this as well. Uh, we're going to take our first commercial break here on the Forbes Factor. We focus on health, wealth, and happiness. Coming up, we got another wonderful guest. We're going to join in the mix here because this seems to be today about how do you give back? We're coming up on Thanksgiving here if you're live, and it's not about a one day being grateful. I wake up every morning. I'm grateful for my fans, my friends, and all the people, you guys showing up. So right now, I'm going to say I'm gratitude towards my, uh, my sponsors, and uh, make sure you don't leave this station. Don't
0: go away. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Hey, everybody. We've got a whole lot of people watching the Forbes Factor
1: coming live from my studio. I've never actually broadcast from my office. Uh, You guys can see my ceiling, which is kind of groovy cool. Uh, I'm all about magic in my office. In my studio, I used to be a magician, and I still think I'm doing magic, but now I'm doing it with people's lives. We are in my studio this week with an amazing crew. We are shooting virtual reality trainings. Literally, the cameras in the middle of the room, when you put the goggles on, you'll be able to look at all all over the room by yourself. Uh, I'm doing motivational speaking, I've got a new program called The Billionaire Business Blueprint based on lots of interviews I've done. Apparently, people who have a lot of money think differently from people who don't have a lot of money and it's not, I mean, it can be that your parents, it can be whatever, but I'll tell you what, it starts with mindset and I've met a lot of self-made billionaires they just tweak their brain and think differently than the rest of us do. They stop saying what they can't afford. They stop saying what I can't afford to miss. And so they show up, they invest in themselves and other people. And here is one of my favorite students. Hi, baby. I
4: think I teach her.
1: You teach me? What do you teach me. You're yeah. live. So uh, what, are you, um, what are you, wait, wait, come in for a second. Oh. What are you up to? In my pocketbook, baby, I think. Um, mm. I don't know what my keys are. My son also just popped in. Nice to you. What have you been doing? We're working you doing your hair out there?
4: Yeah, it's like. Zzz, 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 zzz. <laughs> I,
1: how, I can take the whole bag out there. I think my car's
4: open, but go for it. Talking
1: uh, we're talking to an entire audience, actually. So I've got Sergeant Pushup and Angie here. Jill just popped in, and this is my entire world. Sergeant
4: Pushups.
1: <laughs> now, all right.
4: Thank you, Doris, there. So, you don't do a lot of pushups, do you? I don't do any pushups. Why? because I know a better exercise. Okay, but he's doing, <laughs> and actually,
1: he's got a bad shoulder. He's going to be doing it for 10 hours next week. He's raising money and making a difference for people. Real quick, you. what are you doing in the studio today just so people can get the grasp of
4: what we're doing? All right, right so I'm teaching. So a lot of a lot of people ask me what type of gym equipment to buy for home since the pandemic and the COVID-19 shit. So um, so pretty much I tell them on a budget, of course, because the machine I buy costs about $5,000. So... Um, basically, I'm teaching a class using dumbbells and a adjustable bench that can decline and incline,
1: which you've never really done before. You know, I just found a picture of you on Facebook, and I think what's fascinating is Joshua's. You know, we go, oh, yeah, you've been fit and yay for you, right? Well, Joshua, this January second of this year had a horrific accident, and he spent. Can you guys see my screen? Uh, yes. Screen here. So you lost, how much muscle did you lose? About 15. Uh, 15 pounds of muscle. You look like a skinny, scrawny, nothing personal. Wow. I didn't actually notice, but that's pretty scrawny. That's what, this photo is when, June? Um, June 1st. June 1st. You see, you said, for, take this picture of me. And how much later is this one? Three months later, I believe. Three months. Is you guys it? need it's to grab. Months? Yeah, well, because we're only in October. And there's only so many months in the year. How did you
4: do... Or just give us a little insight to well, go from one to two. Well, you see that little thing I'm holding in my right hand? Yeah. That I couldn't walk. So I had to, that was my crutch. You know, my knee supported. It supported my knee, my leg. That was my leg pretty much. So all my exercises i I done with my $5,000 machine I was telling you about, all sitting down pretty much.
1: We just lost our leg. So the other thing that's important to know is that nutrition is a big part of what you do. Oh, yeah. And, and one thing that I'm going to just share with everybody, after you work out, and Sergeant up this is for you too. After you do a big, heavy workout, what's the first thing that you eat?
3: Well, well I go to eating some vegetables and so forth. I do my vegetables, and I get my Bengay and icy hot.
1: <laughs> and so the first thing that he does after a really long two-hour workout, what do you eat?
4: White rice.
1: What? I'm just I – sw- I know. No one's ever heard that. They're out there doing protein drinks. And- white rice, why? Well,
4: white rice has zero fat with zero fiber so Mm. white rice will digest very quickly because when you're working out you're breaking down your muscles and you need to feed those muscles as fast as possible so you need to have a a carb that can digest quickly so your vegetables there have fiber in them which allows it to slow to digest slower
0: So so as you're
1: out there for 10 hours make sure they get you some Chinese food some white rice
3: yeah. Will that also help me with my karate? Yeah.
4: <laughs> I, I guess, uh, is this racist? Asians are really good at karate, and they eat a lot of
3: rice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're awesome. very fit. I'm not, nope. I love you. Can you very, Thank you for your information.
1: That my All light went right. out. So, everybody say bye, Joshua.
3: Bye.
1: I'm looking forward to your new course in 3D. Uh, and I think I'm just so freaking proud of him. And I'm, the little thing that I'm going to add is that we talk about life happening for you, not to you. Uh, on January 1st, that man was probably one of the fittest men on the planet. He just won a huge international champion award. And on January 2nd, was struck on his motorcycle by a kid in a car who just decimated him. Ended up in surgery. it, it? Yeah. See if you can help that. Get the guys. Give me another light if we don't mind. Um, <laughs> there's no light bulb in that one. So... Like I said, we're in my studio. It's kind of a different day. I've never done this particular angle before. We are actually shooting live. And I will give you a little tour before the end of the day. I'll walk you down. If you've never seen my studio, it is a sight to behold. It is a massive 5,000 square foot building. And the crazy thing is I built this, everybody, on something that I was told was not going to work. Everyone said, oh, that little spin that you've got, what's going to happen with that? I said, you know what's going to happen with that? I'm going to create an entire empire out of that, built an entire 5,000 square foot studio, and they said it wouldn't work. You know what I did? I Forbes did Yeah, that's manifesting something when no one else thinks it's possible. And the only time I will show you my boobs like that, unless you pay me a lot more. I'm just kidding. All right, without further ado, I would like to introduce and bring to the party Ms. Jill Schultz. Jill, everybody say hello. Hello. Jill is up to summit. Snug. Tell us what you are doing and how we connected.
5: Yes, so I am so excited. I I've been praying for God to show me my passion for 52 years, and um, I am really a champion for women right now who are in a space of getting divorced or have lost a husband and are finding themselves in a situation where they're paralyzed with fear of having to go back to work, what their next steps are, and so I reached out to Forbes because I know that she is such a champion for. Um, you know, creating powerful opportunities for not only women, um, but but men as well. And so I was really excited to talk to her and collaborate with her to, um, you know, get my message out there and really be able to stand in, in a place of power for these women. So
1: you have a summit happening when?
5: It's happening right now. It started on the 19th and it's going through next week. So we are in it right now. It is called thrivingafterhe'sgone.com If you're interested in joining us, you can um, log on there and Forbes and I will be doing her interview real soon to get um, you up for next week.
1: So what is uh, a bit of your message about Thriving After He's Gone?
5: Um, we create wildly successful women, businesses, and entrepreneurs by providing an environment that fosters personal development and professional growth.
1: Nice. to See her pitch. So actually, Angie uh, and, and Sergeant Pushup know me because they've taken my pitch class. Wow, my lighting just got so much more glamorous. Oh, yeah, dude, I, you're hired. Not, I think he was already hired. <laughs> One more kiss before you leave. I got multiple jobs. You got so multiple jobs? So
4: good,
1: yeah. yeah, oh, can you <laughs> make me smile and giggle? <laughs> Am I blushing? Yes, I'm allowed to blush. It makes me That's okay. Yeah. It's adorable. Well, you know, and it's been four years. They said it wouldn't last. So far, we're doing okay, too. I will tell you, there's something about life, and I think all three of you have experienced this, where you have a dream, you ask for help in whatever way, and then people go, they laugh at you, they think it's too big, they put you down, they make you feel bad. That's when you forge it. I swear to God, because that's what they said about him but, oh, you're with your trainer, huh? How long is that? First of all, if I were with Joshua as a trainer, I'd have bigger muscles. Um, but love comes in all different sizes and shapes. And I'm going to tell you something. It's really rude when people judge. And they do it all the time. You know, I was dancing in the studio. I've spent all last week, I had a really bad kidney infection, was te- not feeling good at all. I was dancing yesterday, finally just mustering up all my strength. And somebody wrote, Wow, I love that older lady. And I'm like, D- Could you just say I love the lady? You know, I don't need that old People are funny that way. So, Angie, have you ever lost something in your life? Not necessarily a man, but anything you were going for and you lost it? Yes. Tell me about that. How did you, how did you get through it? Somebody asked me yesterday about, you know, obstacles and how we all overcome them. Tell me the story how you overcame an obstacle.
2: Uh, oh my gosh. There's, there's been many. I, I've lost dear friends to drugs and alcohol. I think that's probably been the big one because of my business. You know, I should be uh, a pro at having to handle that, but it's, it's still a loss and it's still trying to figure out how to navigate through that and wrap your head around it and for me, it's just uh, persisting and persevering. It's like, you know, you've got to continue on life and continue on your purpose and can't let it derail you and if anything, work harder and work better.
1: Now, Jill talked about finding your purpose. How did you discover your purpose?
2: (laughs) Well. I, I myself was a, a drug addict at a very young age and had experienced a lot of wreckage and, uh, you know, stunted kind of my emotional growth at a very young age as well as mentally. And I had no idea what I wanted to do when I grew up. I had no idea where I wanted to go. And having to go into rehab at a young age and then having to stay there in order to avoid going to prison, doing the work day in and day out, something happened. Like the light bulb went on and I went wait a minute, I kind of like this. And uh, w- talking with other people and then realizing my words of wisdom or my communication could actually help them. So being a drug addict is a very selfish sort of existence because there's so much effort and energy gone into being an addict. And so finally for the first time and in, in, you know, what I'd experienced the majority of my life to come out of myself and be there for somebody else fully and completely and for no other reason And having the path or the avenue in in order how to do that, it changed my life. Now I can't ever imagine wanting to do anything else but help people.
1: So I will say, and Jill, thank you for spurning on that part of the conversation, that finding your purpose in this life makes life more fun. And it doesn't have to be your purpose forever, but you do want to hook your your hook your little star onto some mission that gets you up in the morning. And you got to find something. I don't think it's always just gifted to you. And I'm going to start, say that, Angie, in your darkest days, I don't think that you would have been able to even imagine how wonderful life is. But all three of us can actually, all, four of us can say one of the secrets is actually helping other people. Yeah?
3: Yes, yes.
1: Awesome percent. Yes. Patrick, how do you overcome an obstacle? What's a big one you overcame?
3: Well, actually, it was the bullying thing as a child, getting my butt kicked every day by Butchie. Uh, that was one of the major things. And being able to now seeing that I'm able to help other um, children uh, with that, that was a major thing. Um, and two, just getting through this campaign, um, it's, it's challenging, it's very challenging. But meeting great people like yourself, meeting great people like Angie, meeting great people like Jill, who said that she would even want to do push-ups with me, that makes for everything. It makes you, it, it's hard sometimes when you're, not all the time I'm in my vehicle, but when I'm there, I'm like, you know what, God, thank you. Thank you for allowing, for making forbes. Thank you for making Angie. Just thank you for all the people there. And now Jill, just for people that I've had the opportunity to meet. So sometimes the battle is in your in your mind, you know? Well, the
1: battle, my friend, is always in your mind. Right. You talk to survivors of the Holocaust who are still available and you see atrocities like that. And the ones who survived, you ask them. It was all about the choices they made where their brain went and that is the truth of how you survive at all just a little side note real quick angie because we really are promoting out to a whole lot of people uh ava writes that she's sharing this with her friend who is an addiction coach just by talking about this and utilizing this platform will help elevate a lot of people. We talked about going to sergeantpushup.com to, you know, to get involved and buy your books. So, Sergeant, I want you to say that, and by the way, this program will live on for a long time, but in this particular case, uh, you're going to be out next week in North Carolina doing push-ups. Yes, where? At City Hall?
3: Yeah, so I'm going to be in South Carolina. We're trying to finish it up on Friday the 13th. I'm going to be doing push-ups between 6 and 10 hours in front of the city hall there. I'll have some books. People can sign off on the books. But what I'm doing for every push-up, I'm going to give a dollar to the food bank as well. So hopefully people will put me down to work. But I'm, I'm just going to be doing them either way. I'm just going to be knocking them out. So you come and sign a book or you um, donate to the uh, food bank as well. So we're just trying to work out preliminaries with that. But Friday the 13th looks like it's going to be that time.
1: By the way, both you and Angie went through my breakthrough training. Um, before you went through breakthrough, uh, Patrick, would you have really referenced the fact that you were bullied?
3: I mentioned it because I had the book. I would mention that because I had the book. And by being started push up sometimes, it's like, you got bullied? But yeah, I would still mention it a little bit, but it helps. The, the pitch class was just amazing in everything you taught, everything you went through that, how you get people to pour out. It's not just a a class. You you felt like you was with your favorite teacher or someone, you know, so it helped out a great deal.
1: I have found an absolute part of the calling that I didn't really cherish and I'm loving that. So Jill, overcoming an obstacle, what's another obstacle you've had to overcome? What's a technique you tend to use?
5: Oh goodness, pick one, right? right? I feel like um, all the obstacles that I've experienced in the last three or four years have pivoted me towards this new passion project. So I think when you come up against an obstacle, the first thing it's important to do is really look at it and understand that it's there to serve you and maybe shift you in a different direction. And um, I've had a really, really... The last four years have been really difficult because I had a, a, an event business and I was trying to grow that business, but I just kept coming up over obstacle after obstacle. And it really, I believe to this day was because I was just being shifted. God was just saying, nope, 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 come this way, come this way. So that's kind of um, how I look at it. And, you know, really paying attention to um, doing some meditating and figuring out um you know what the next steps are. and just really continuing to move forward. I think I'm a serial entrepreneur, and um, i'm I'm sure, as you guys know, when when you come up against something that is a big challenge, it's just you could you just figure out how to how to work around it, right? You just figure it out.
1: You do if you stop saying the phrase "I don't know. And it's funny because guys, she said the word trying. and when my world, when you try, you actually have to give me five push-ups. We don't try to do anything. We just do. And yes, I think a lot of, you know, it's even in in the way that you talked about it, I would say if you shifted and actually embraced the really bad things that happened to you, congratulations, you are the sum of the obstacles you overcome. Bad things will happen. Ideas won't work out. And if you're not supposed to be where you... I mean, for years I lamented over my acting career when I had the lead in a TV series and it got taken away and given to another celebrity whose name was more valuable on a marquee than mine. And I made a conversation with whoever and said, you know, maybe I'm not supposed to be acting for a while because acting is very self-serving and really fun and wonderful, but it doesn't allow me to help a lot of other people. And so when you start to really look at the door closing, the window opening in your life... You almost expect things to break down because that's, oh, lesson time. What am I learning from this one? Most normal people are like, oh, no, oh, horrible, why me? And I'm going, why not you? What is Joshua? January 1st, the fittest man. January 2nd, lying in a coma, lying in, a, in, in intensive care for a week. You know why? Because I think he was having it too easy. I think people looked at him and said, wow, you're supposed to be made that way. And the universe said, no, nah, nah, you know what? We're going to show you how to make what he does happen. And it took him down to the, I want to say the bottomest point I've ever seen him and watch him rebound and rebuild is the lesson that I believe he needed to teach people. Don't tell him I said that because you don't wish bad on anybody, but I would say it's been fun to
3: watch. <laughs> I,
1: I gotta tell you, I also put him behind a computer because he couldn't walk and he's reignited his 3D graphic arts. So stop bitching and moaning about the horrible things that are happening, look at them and go, What's the opportunity that comes out of the ashes? Because I will tell you, having lived a long time, you, it's down and up. It's down and up. It's down, you stay down like Rocky did. You stay down. It's not good. It's not about how many times you get hit. It's how many times you get hit and stand up again. On that note, I got to go off to my sponsors for the last segment here on Voice America's Forbes Factor, Health, Wealth, and Happiness with Forbes Riley. We'll be right back after this message.
0: Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel.
1: Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
2: Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel.
0: You are listening to The Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Hey,
1: everybody. Uh, So uh, for those of you joining me on radio, you can't see this. You might want to go to my Facebook page. Uh, We're actually in my studio right now. There's Mr. Josh herself filming his very famous course on how to get fit at home. Uh, I got a whole crew here. Whoop, there's, oh, there's Shy. Turn, you know what's crazy about this? And you can actually do it. You can sing a note or two and have millions of people hear you. You know what's so funny? You should never let your talents be hidden. So yesterday, Shy, who comes from Aust- is it Australia originally? Yes. Yes. God, all right. Sure. So I'm going to stay away from you. Take your mask off because we can't hear you otherwise. I'm going to be very far away from you. Okay. It turns out like he's the most amazing singer. So let's let's put him on the spot here. Oh, Angie, okay. do, do you like Broadway shows at all? Ah, I saw Wicked. You saw Wicked. We already saw some Wicked. Wicked. Um, or like, is it <laughs> one of your favorites? So um, you want to hear something crazy? Doesn't even just even if it's two bars. Watch what happens when he opens his mouth. It's extraordinary. <laughs> okay. Come on. All right
2: this is the moment my final test destiny beckons i'll never reckon second best wow my
1: entire body has chills that is my absolute all-time <laughs> favorite song and you know I'm like i'm just shaking i'm just so proud of him i made some crazy new friends just wow wow and wow yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys haven't seen my, oh, if you're going to be a girl and you and Jill, when you get to come here, we get to play in my dressing room. Love it. It's not like a studio in somebody's house. It's like, oh my God, you have a real freaking studio. I know. And then, and I don't want to do too much of this because you can't see it on radio, but when you come down this hallway, I did something crazy. We talk about vision boards in my OPP training, my six week training class. I talk about dreaming it, believing it and achieving it. And so I put on my wall over here. Uh, people always go, "Well, 4 how you know how ugly could you have been?" And I talk about the fact that I really was this awkward, ugly little kid who kind of transformed into whatever so that I could win this national beauty pageant with uh, Patrick. I think you like that. You know who that is up there, Patrick?
3: I can't. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Bob Hope.
1: That's the one and only Bob Hope, and me up. me at 16. Oh right. man! Now, hello. Yes. He's, he's okay.
3: Yeah. And then yeah. on
1: here, I put my accolades because I don't think I realized going through my life, I didn't enjoy my life as much as it looks like I did. And so you've got Superman up here. You've got Christopher Reeve on Broadway with me. Oh, I know, right? You've never seen any of this. Then, of course, I go down here and that's some of the movies that I've starred in. There's Michael York and there's all kind of other fun things Broadway shows I've done, Laugh Factory, and this, the first feature film I ever starred in, called Splatter University, where the school colors are blood red. And then I know I talk about things like the X Games. You're like, wait, that's really Stuart Scott. That's really the jacket from the 1995 Extreme Games. That was my jacket. Then you go, oh, my gosh, 2.5 billion billion with people like Kim Car- I don't know if you can see all this, but Kim Kardashian, Montel Williams, Billy Mays, Bruce Jenner, George Foreman, Mario Lopez, Wolfgang Puck. They're all on my wall because I work with all of them. And I don't think I really made a big deal about who I was until recently. Then the Jacqueline juicer, that's grossed a billion dollars. We talk about changing your name so you can make your life work for you. The idea of Fit TV and how Jake and I, Jake sold the network to Fox for $500 million. Uh, And then I talk about, obviously, Spin Gym is my all-time heart. I did a talk show, national talk show out of the studio. Got into the National Fitness Hall of Fame. And then, oh wait, is that Serena Williams down there? Oh, it is with me. Oh, crazy. And by the way, if tonight's, you know, if we can't figure out who's supposed to be president, that would be me right behind the desk. If they can't figure out who needs to be there, I'd put her right there. She's good.
3: <laughs>
1: or both for Forbes. Forbes. <laughs> vote for Forbes. Vote yeah, yes. <laughs> for Forbes, yes. A vote for Forbes vote for change, for freedom. <laughs> so, um, right, make America fit again. Make it all fit together, make people. Oh, stop fighting. All right, oh, note, right. I'm you better
3: speak. trademark that. You better exactly. trademark that. I make might have to make America fit again.
1: You know, and it is fit. That's what my whole course was about financially fit, professionally fit, spiritually fit, physically fit, and personally fit. How does all that fit together? It's called Fit with Forbes. I'm tired of people out of balance, confused about what they want. Don't make it so complicated. I teach so many students who can't figure out what their dream is. They can't articulate what they want. If you can't articulate what you want, how are you going to get it? It's like going into a restaurant going, hi, waitress, just order anything for me. I'm fine. You pick it out. Have you ever done that? No, in fact, I can walk into almost any restaurant and know what I want to order before I get in there. I know there's bound to be a salmon, probably a vegetable, hold the starch. I don't need the potato. Give me a salad with extra dressing. She's not even there, and I'm not looking at a menu, but I know what I want. I've got friends who, like, look at a menu going, oh, wow. Well, I'm like, is this the last meal of your life? Just pick something. <laughs> and so, But that's how fast you start to make decisions. When you're in business and you're successful, you make decisions, you take action faster. So Jill speaking of taking action let's make sure people can find our summit number 1 would you really quickly define for us what is a summit
5: it is a series of interviews with experts that are speaking on the topic that you're that you're creating your space around and mine is around women who have either just gotten divorced or they're divorced or their husbands have passed away and they have to go back to work and just all the things under that umbrella from elder care to self-care, health and fitness, business opportunities, all that sort of stuff. And the um, series web address is www.thrivingafterhe'sgone.com and do forward slash Forbes because then I'll know that they've come from you. Yeah.
1: Well, and I appreciate that, and we'll put that on our, our page so that people can find it. I actually have a couple of students who I'd love to connect you with. There's a woman named Avis Carter who's writing a book about that as a veteran who's recently lost her husband. Uh, I've got a bunch you know, Ann Kesselman just recently. She couldn't wait to travel the world with her husband. They've been married for decades, and he passed away, and it's it's. I'd say it's probably one of the hardest things people have to deal with. Divorce is its own animal, but suddenly losing somebody—nothing replaces them. Nothing. So make yeah. sure you tell people that you love that you love them. You never know. Yeah. Uh, and also, I think one of the things that you probably teach is how to be financially understanding of where you are in a relationship before it goes south. All right. So one more time, the, t- the name of the website is www
5: after he's gone.com forward slash Forbes. There you go.
1: Mr. Patrick Pushup, you are, what's your focus for Thanksgiving? Where will you be around that time?
3: <laughs> so Thanksgiving is actually, the holidays are actually going to start for me. Uh, probably this weekend, I'll have on my Sergeant Pushup, um, a Santa Claus suit, and I'll be giving books out to children until the new year. So you'll see me in my camouflage uh, Santa suit. And I'll be giving books out, and we're starting uh, this uh, this uh, Friday wearing the suit and giving books out.
1: You know, you have really good guys. We don't guys come in all sizes and shapes. I should be very careful about what I say. I don't think there's any stereotype of anybody, uh, and certainly men versus women. Patrick, you've been around a lot of families. What do you think, Jill? In terms of what Jill's talking about, thriving after he's gone. Any thoughts about that topic?
3: Well, I. What you just said had a real big impact. I see so many people crying at funerals and they, they're hurting inside of what they didn't do. Treating people the right way, preparing. What she's doing is preparing yourself for when that person passed away because you don't know when that person's gonna pass away. And the finances with that, that, that is so, so important, so important. But letting a person know that you love them before they leave outside the house. I've seen it so many funerals. I wish I would have let them know. Well, every day is an opportunity to give someone flowers. And I'm a man's man. But I'll give a flower to uh, or to my cousins or to someone. And they know I'm a man man. That's, that's it. I'm a man. But I would do it at your funeral. So why can't I do it now? You know, and I'm a man's man let's, let's go get some water and do some push-ups.
1: Uh-huh. Well, I'll tell you what, I took that one step further. I actually started a company with a partner of mine called planyourpassing.com. And I don't oh. know who that. Yeah. Cause I'll tell you what, there is a way to pre plan for what happens. And I, I'm having a little tough time with it now, even planning my own. And I'm talking to my kids about it because it's hard to believe one day it will happen. But if you do not, uh, you know, you can set up a fund that will fund your funeral, which you have no idea how expensive it is. How many times I've had to help people with GoFundMe is to bury their loved one or cream. It, it, don't do that. Uh so part of thriving after he's gone is maybe you make sure that, like you said, not only give him flowers, make sure they're loved, but just have things in place even for yourself because you just actually never really know. Oh. So as hard as that one is to talk about, I'm gonna vote for plan your are passing. Angie, um married, divorced,
2: where are you and all that? Married 21 years? Yeah, 21 okay. years. Wow. And what's the secret to that relationship? Uh, you know, ours is unusual because we work together, we co-own together, we have our kids together. So we are like this. And so, um, yeah. It, and, and But we know how to respect each other's spaces and our own independence. And I think that's been the trick for us is to allow each other to be who we need to be without trying to control one another because we're both very... Alpha, you know, we're both bosses, and we cannot be each other's bosses because that would be a real problem. And so, just learning to respect each other's spaces and who we are, and really, uh, you know, well, give us a little verse on how the rest of us can be so blissful for that long. <laughs> it has its challenges, and and I will say, you know, having to work together and co on a business together, I think it sort of forces you too to have to work things out instead of saying, "Hey, eh, it's not working, we got to go, we're we're separating." It's really forced us to work work through and endure and persevere.
1: So during this time, a lot of people are stuck in their homes. We've got three minutes to the end of my show uh, abusing alcohol and drugs because it's very convenient. We want to mind numb ourselves. What advice would you give to those people?
2: Reach out. Don't be isolated. Know that there's help. Um, If you see somebody who's doing that, reach out to them. Encourage them to get help now. It's only going to get worse uh, if things go back on lockdown mental health is like at a very bad place and it could potentially get worse. So I would encourage them to reach out, get help, find help, find someone to talk to. Um, How do we find out more about how to get in touch with you? So uh, my website, www.elevaterehab.org. I also have a a podcast that is a very transparent way about addiction, recovery, my program, uh, different guests that um, are beneficial. So, anything you can do to try to feed your mind and encourage you. And then we're also going to be launching a huge virtual online platform uh, to deliver the program for people who cannot leave their homes.
1: Love that. Sergeant Pushup, Angie stood for you. She invited you onto the program, made it happen, has has really just taken up your, your passion. What would you like to say to her?
3: I love you. I appreciate you. Know that when you smell bengi icy hot in the air, that's because of you. <laughs> thank Perfect. you so much. My child was being fed. She's actually helped me to get to helping more children, and that is so so important. And I really really appreciate you. I thank you. I thank you.
1: You are one of the sweetest, most generous man You're gonna make me cry. I just I love you. I don't. I just think that you're one of the angels walking around on this planet. That's how you show up for me. That's how yeah. you showed up for Angie in our classes and. Not only do we love you, but a whole lot of kids love you. I'm starting to cry. It's terrible. Uh, Jill, I'm going to let you kind of help me close it. I got one minute. Give me your thought for people who are suffering. What would you say to them?
5: Oh, gosh. I'm actually going through that right now. Um, I have a neighbor who is across the street, and she's 101 years old, and she is a badass. Can I say that? Sorry. Yeah. you already She did. is so together up here. It's just her body's breaking down. And you know it's been so difficult because she's a hundred and one, and if I gave her COVID, I would be devastated. Mm. So it's been a real challenge. To uh, she doesn't understand. She's like, I miss you so much, and I'm trying to do the right thing. And um, she's she's really lonely right now. So I'm I'm actually going through that right now with her. And wow, hang on two seconds. I've got to close down the show. We're going to stay live on Facebook for those of you who joined me
1: today on the Forbes Factor. Thank you so very much. Please. Seek out the websites that you've seen. They'll be in, 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 the, in the literature. You can find them anywhere But help helping out, Sergeant Pushup, coming to Jill's Summit. If someone's got addictions, we are there to help you every week, uh, Wednesday at 2 o'clock. I bring you exciting, interesting guests. It's always unusual and new and fresh, and that's what we do. That's what my life is all about. So uh, my name is Forbes Riley. You've been listening to The Forbes Factor brought to you by Voice America, a company that I'm a very big fan of. Uh, we'll focus on health, wealth, and happiness, all of yours, and go out and make it a good one this week, shall we?